with you all tonight. I always look forward to coming out to Emmanuel. It's always been a blessing to me. And just pray that the Lord will bless us all as we try to serve him. You all are blessed in a really special way here. Your young people are a real blessing. And most of our churches doesn't have the number of young people that, that you have. I just hope you realize what a blessing it is to see so many young people serving the Lord. Amen. It's a blessing to my heart. and I get blessed every time we come here, so we appreciate it. Do bring you greetings from Johnstown Missionary Baptist Church. Lord willing, Friday the 24th, we'll be holding the monthly fellowship meeting in our area. And Brother, I'm almost afraid to say it, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway. Maybe you all still come. Brother Doug Newell, Lord willing, will be, <laughs> be preaching for us. Now, Brother Doug and I have known each other for more years probably than either one of us can count. But he's always been a blessing. And I'm looking forward to him coming and preaching for us. You all come. You're more than welcome to come and join with us in worship. Hear our brother preach. Tonight, if you will, turn your Bibles to Psalm 135. Psalm 135, and I want to read verse 6 as our opening text. Psalm 135, verse 6. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas, and all deep places. With these words, it's declaring the sovereignty of God. And we say that word a lot, don't we? We speak about sovereignty. We think about this. We speak about the sovereignty of God. But tonight, I want us to focus in on the sovereignty of God. And really think about what does that really mean? What is God's word saying to us when it says, Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he. In heaven and in earth, in the seas and all deep places. There's no attribute of God more comforting and more delightful to his children than the doctrine of his great and glorious sovereignty. It brings peace to my heart when I think about the sovereignty of God. And even in the most adverse circumstances, in the most severe troubles, when enduring heavy, heavy trials, we take comfort in the fact that he sovereignly rules all of these things. They're all in his control. And his word tells us that no matter what happens into the lives of God's people, it's for our good and it's for his glory. That's sovereignty. That is the sovereign God working out all things for our good. And his glory. God, in other words, is in complete and total control of all things. Daniel says this in the book of Daniel, chapter 4, in verse 34. 
And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Nothing is more comforting to God's saints in this world than the knowledge that our God is in the heavens and he hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Believers rejoice in God's sovereignty. But when we think about God's sovereignty, we need to understand There is nothing more despised in the Bible by the world. There's nothing more despised by so-called religious people than the idea that Almighty God is sovereign over all. They they enjoy uh, having God uh, in a manger. They enjoy uh, thinking that God is in the hospital to comfort them. They are pleased when they have trouble that they can call on God. And they are thankful for God in the funeral homes and in the funeral parlors. But God, upon his throne, to the lost man, is the most hateful thing in the world. Anyone who asserts that it is God's right to do what he will with his own, to dispose of his creatures as he sees fit, to save whom he will, you start teaching that doctrine and preaching that doctrine, believing that doctrine, and you're going to find out how short of patience so-called religious people really are with that thought and that idea. It's God upon the throne whom we are obliged to bear witness to among all the people in this world. It says in Isaiah uh, chapter 44, Isaiah chapter 44, Verse 6, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. And who as I shall call and shall declare it, and set it in order for me, since I appointed the ancient people, And the things that are coming and shall come, let them show show unto them. Fear ye not, 
neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time and have declared it? Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. In other words, folks, we have a responsibility to declare the sovereign God to this world. And to declare the sovereign Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's no other God. There's no other way than to declare the sovereignty of God. Total, absolute sovereignty is an attribute of God that's just as essential as to His being perfectly holy. A God who is not sovereign is a contradiction. As a God, it's much as a contradiction as a God who's not holy. A God who is not sovereign is not a God at all. If God can be resisted, if God has to seek permission to do anything, if God is, can be resisted and not follow His will, then that is not God. And that is the God of this world. And we just need to understand something about God. He is far and above each and every human being. He is far and above than the whole mass of humanity. And He is sovereign. Isaiah 55 says this concerning God. In verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We need to understand that God is far above our mental capability. And I think it's nothing but the height of arrogance in man to say, it's up to you. It's up to your will. It's up to your decision. Folks, it's up to God. He is sovereign over all of His creation. And we need to understand that. We need to understand that God is not like we are. And that's the problem that I see in the world today. They think of God like he is no more than a human being. God is far above the human being as we are above an earthworm crawling in the ground. Our God is in control of all things. Now, I don't like Martin Luther much. I'll just be honest with you. But I found this quote, and he did say some things sometimes that are good, but he really persecuted Baptists. So don't, don't think that I'm holding Martin Luther up as a hero. I'm not. But Martin Luther was writing a letter to, to someone, and he said this, Your thoughts of God are too human. And that's exactly what we see being taught and preached all around us today. They think that God is too human. 
that he is like they are. The God of the Bible is virtually unknown in this generation and in this time. Look what God said in Psalm 50. Psalm 50 and in verse 21. These things hast thou done, and I kept silence. Now listen, thou thoughtest that I was altogether such and one as thyself, but I will reprove thee and set them in order before thine eyes. That's what God said about Israel. They thought of him like he was one of them. And we need to understand that God is not like man. And we need to understand that God is not moved by emotions. He is moved by the determination of His sovereign will. And we need to understand that they talk about God's omnipotence, but yet they turn right around and say that man can stop God, that Satan can thwart God, Satan can has rule, and he can't oppose God. Folks, that's not true. Satan can only go as far as God permits him to go. And I'm not going to take the time tonight to look at all the scriptures, but I want you to understand something. Don't believe this world when they try to tell you, well, there's a great battle between good and evil, and it, it all determines... We don't know how that's going to turn out. That's not true. God is God. God sits on the throne of sovereignty and all things are in his control. Satan and the demons included. Just think about it. Every time that Jesus Christ came in contact with the demons, what did they do? They said, Lord, called him Lord. In other words, Master, have you come to torment us before the time? You see, the, Satan and the demons know that there's a God. Not only do they know that there's a God, they know that He is a sovereign Lord. And they tremble. That's right, brother. They tremble and they shake in fear. And you know what happens every time that we find in the Scriptures? Jesus gives them a command and you know what? They follow I think it's a sad commentary on human beings. But remember the madman of the Gadarenes? Remember when Jesus confronted the demons? Remember he told them to come out of him? Do you remember what they said? Said, Lord, is it all right if we go into this herd of swine? Do we have your permission to go into this herd of swine? And Jesus said, and they went into the herd of swine. Now mankind will live with a demon, some for many, many years. As soon as those demons entered those swine, you know what they did? They ran down the hill, threw themselves in the ocean and drowned. I want to tell you something, folks. There's no battle between God and Satan. Our God is in control. He's sovereignly in control, 
And they can only do what God permits them to do. I don't think there's anyone as arrogant as mankind to think that they can stand before God and say, no, that's not right. No, that's not fair. No, you can't do that. Folks, our God is sovereign. And he's going to do exactly what he has determined that he's going to do. He always has. He is right now. And he always will. You know, we hear a lot today about how this climate change is going to destroy the world. Climate change isn't going to destroy the world, folks. God has determined that this earth is going to be destroyed by fire. Now, when, I don't know, but I can guarantee you, this earth's going to be here until that time comes. Because God has determined, the sovereign God has determined, that this is the way the earth is going to be destroyed. And mankind cannot change the decrees of God any more than Satan can change the the decrees of God. And so free will. They say God gives man free will. That's not a sovereign God. You know the God that people worship? You know what it is? It's an idol. You know, we, we laugh or we think about how they used to take a stump and carve it and cover it in gold and say, well, they bowed and prayed to that. Folks, we do just the same thing. I'm not talking about us, but mankind's still doing the same thing. They construct something in their mind with no biblical sounding proof and say, this is our God. That's not the God of the Bible. And if it's not the God of the Bible, you know what it is? It's an idol or a false god. Man would rather worship their own thoughts than to hear Almighty God and what God says. We need to understand that. In reality, the religious people of our day and in our time are trusting in themselves. They're trusting in their decisions. They're trusting in their works. They're trusting in a God that they have imagined, that they have made up, and it's not according to the word of God. And such a God is not worthy of worship. If I can stand up to God and tell him no and control him, is that something that you would want to worship? No. We worship the almighty, sovereign God, ruler of heaven and earth. And all things are in his control. When I'm saying that God is sovereign, I'm just simply saying God is God. He is the most high. He's the Lord of heaven and earth. He is subject to none. He's not influenced. Uh, by anyone. God is absolutely independent and sovereign over all his creatures. He does as he pleases, only as he pleases, always as he pleases, and there's absolutely none that can stop him or hinder him in any way. 
My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. That's what Isaiah 46.10 says. Divine sovereignty, sovereignty means that God sits upon the throne of universal dominion, and he is directing all things, ruling all things, and working all things after the counsel of his own will. Look in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. God's sovereignty is revealed in many ways. We can look at God's sovereignty when we think about his marvelous work of creation, can't we? The sun, the moon, the stars, this earth, God spoke and it came into existence. Every creature, every insect, every breathing animal, everything on this earth, God created, and he is in control of them. Aren't two sparrows sold? And not one falls to the ground, but God knows. I'm serious. He controls all of nature. Think of all the animals and all the birds that God is in control of. He feeds them. He cares for them. We're told in God's word that he knows the very numbers of the hairs on our head. Not just mine, not just Matt. He's almost as bald as I am. (laughs) But everybody, he knows what you have on your head. That is... I believe that Almighty God rules all these things and it's not difficult for him to do. Put yourself, if you're ever in a position where you're in in charge of a hundred people, I'll tell you something, that'll drive you crazy. (laughs) It'll drive you literally crazy trying to keep them all joined together and striving together and working together. Our God's in control. I'm not sure what the latest population count. I think it's 7 billion or oak plus. God is in control of each and every one. And each and every animal, and each and every bird, and each and every fish, each and every insect. We're still discovering parts of God's creation that we didn't even know existed. And God knows all about it. God created, and in creation, cries out that there's a sovereign God. This was not some cosmic accident. This is not something, the result of evolutionary change. I don't care what the scientists say. Our God's sovereign, and he's in control, and he created it. And they can say whatever they want to. What they have is their scientific theory. 
and they just fly in the face of just pure reasoning. You look around you, and you look how everything works together and how everything is related and how all of that, and you're going to tell me that that just happened? <laughs> God's sovereign uh, in, in creation. You think of the work of God's daily providence, how he provides for his people. I'm amazed sometimes when I think about God's providential care for his people. I'm just amazed. Two years ago, I was in the hospital, had a severe stroke. I was in the hospital down at Southern Ohio Medical Center. The doctors there didn't know what to do with me. They, they weren't even sure I had a stroke. I was, I was there for three days, and they didn't know what to do. And then my family doctor was on vacation. He came home from vacation a whole day early. And he said, I need to go to the hospital. One day early before his vacation was ever over. And he looked in on me. And then he did one test. And he said, we've got to send him to Columbus right away. I was on the way to Columbus in no time. I believe God brought him home a day early. I believe God put on his heart to come and check. And he sent me to Columbus, to Riverside. Didn't know it at the time. That's the leading stroke and neurological hospital in the state of Ohio. Sent me there. They admitted me, and the doctor that was going to do an angiogram, which is goes up into your brain and sees uh, what's going on. It's like a heart cath, but instead they, they look in the brain. He said, well, we'll see him Saturday or Sunday. That might have been a Thursday or Friday. And so they admitted me to my room. I went into the room, and the nurse was evaluating me, and there was another nurse there. And then the stroke showed some symptoms. Some things happened, and... Uh, my daughter went out and told the nurses that he's having one of those episodes that we've told you about. And two nurses came in. Just so happened one of the nurses was the doctors that was going to do the procedures nurse. Just so happened. You know, in Columbus, didn't know me from Adam. She said, I'm going to call the doctor. We, I think he needs to be aware. 